Welcome and you are listening to a very special series of podcasts from Keep the Change. Now, March is my birthday month. What I thought I would do is I would record for you 30 lessons about money that I have had throughout my life. Now, I'm not turning 30, but my birthday is on the 30th of March. So it's basically one a day for the next 30 days. This is going to be number one. And I've got some topics that I have written down. I've also got some topics that some of you have suggested via Instagram and social media. Now, I think for topic number one, I'm going to pick something that kind of takes us all back to the start, just so you can get some context of how I might think or why I might think some of the things that I think. And some of you will be able to relate to it, others won't, but these stories are going to be quite personable, or personal and hopefully you can take something from them. I'm sure you will. I always say, hopefully you learn something from that. Hopefully you can take something from that. I don't know why I say it because I know that you probably can. Otherwise, you stop listening. So these are stories from me that have helped shape the way that I look at cash and cash money. Now, it is not the 1st of March when I'm recording this because it is actually really, really hard to record a shit ton of content day after day after day after day after day. As you would know, trying to do anything for 30 days consecutively can be quite challenging and I know that there will be things that will trip me up. So what I'm going to do is batch record some of it and then release one a day. But this one will be a little bit longer than the others just because I'm giving a bit more of an intro as to um, what it is that this is about and this is uh, some content that you'll probably learn a little bit more about me throughout the journey as well and something I did when I turned 30 because I'll be turning 34 on the 30th of March, um, I when I was turning 30, I wrote 30 lessons for 30 years. And I actually went back and reviewed those from a few years ago to figure out um, if I could tie in some of those things into these audio lessons about money. But some of them are not really financially related, but I might share that with some of you as a post as well because it, that was a few years ago. Uh, but basically, these next 30 episodes will, they're not lessons for Keep the Change, but they are just designed to be bite-sized pieces of content that you can learn from, and some of them are mistakes that I've made that I don't want you to make, and it might give you a kick up the ass not to carry on down the path you're currently on, because I'll tell you where you're going to end up if you do that, and other things will be things that I've done really well. Some of these things will challenge you, because you'll think, well, that's all good for you to say, but my life's not like that. And for those types of things, I just say that my life wasn't always like that as well. So, you know, think about how you could get into control of different areas of your life, as I always say, with your finances and your development and just other things. So number one, we're going to call this growing up without much. Now, I need to put a massive disclaimer on this because my not much or without much is definitely a lot more than a lot of people. But I think some of the things that I encountered growing up have helped me to be who I am today. And I'm going to give you some examples, but to, I guess as well, because I know that my parents often listen to these podcasts and I love all of you because I've had two sets of parents and they have uh, helped me become the person that I am. So I do not look at them and think they never gave me enough or I never had enough because I, I didn't know any better. So it's, it's nothing to do with them. This is all on me. And I suggest that you get to a place where you stop 
envying other people and stop blaming other people as well because we are ultimately in control of our own shit as much as we sometimes like to think we're not. But uh, we're the ones that have got to try and get in control of our mindset around that and, and then what action we go and take to back that up. Now, uh, I was very lucky that I've, I've had very lovely, loving parents. My parents separated when I was younger and they went their separate ways, but I've had um, you know, relationships with them the entire time. There's been no real bad blood or anything like that, and I've been supported by both sides. And it's actually been what I would now say is an advantage because I've had two sets of parents, and then there's two different lives and relationships and journeys that I can pull upon to learn from so I get a different lens of the world. Then you start getting more and more grandparents and you get more uh, you know, other relationships that you can look at and, and understand why they might have done the things that they've done and things like that. And I love people and the decisions they make. It's fascinating for me. Um, so I've, I actually look at it and think that you know, I've been quite lucky that my parents have separated. Um, and you know, some people might say, well, that's a bit weird and I don't know what my life would have been like should they have stayed together. But um, that is, it is what it is. I can't change them and I'm glad that they both sought happiness, so that's good. But anyway, uh, mum was a uh, mother raising three children and had limited resources and at one stage was on a benefit and was basically getting by week to week and her whole life purpose was I've got to keep these three kids alive and I've got to give them a great life and I have to give them the opportunities and... Um, even though my parents are separated over time, like they're still close and dad helped out the entire time. They both found um, new partners, as I've mentioned. And so I've actually had like a lot of support that whole way through. But, you know, I didn't have the um, the boats and the fancy cars and the, you know, weekly or month or yearly overseas trips. I didn't have the brand new school uniforms. When I went to school, I had the second hands or the shirts that look like the real deal because they were cheaper and that was sort of my life and that's you know what I knew and that was fine and it wasn't I could do heaps of shit and try heaps of different sports like what I did but I I couldn't do like everything because there was a limited amount of resources and I didn't I didn't miss out as such but from an early age like I learned that I needed to work to be able to get some money and from I think 13 I was into my first job so a paper run and then I was in a superette working in a foursquare one of the best jobs I've ever had taught me so much about customer service and dealing with people and trying to improve someone's day I think it was the first job where I started working into my strengths with people and you know, people might laugh at working in a super rep, but really that was a perfect job for me. I absolutely crushed it and uh, it taught me a lot. But you know, I started working very early because I could see, oh, the way to get more was to do this work and then they gave you this money and then you could buy the things that you don't necessarily have. And I, I'm not sitting here you know, whinging about how I didn't have as much as other people growing up or whatever because I just genuinely don't give a fuck and I don't think it really matters because what I have noticed is what it does do is that when you start to earn more or you start to become somebody that's no longer that person, you have this sense of wanting to repay some of that. I don't have a sense of guilt now that I'm doing a lot better and now that I have a lot of resources and can make some donations and I can do things that I historically wouldn't have been able to do 
but I don't feel guilty, but I do feel a massive sense of purpose to give back, and that's obviously why I'm sitting here on a Saturday night, while some people will be about to go out to the pub or to a restaurant or whatever, probably not in Auckland, under these red settings, well, you all are around the country, um, as Omicron starts to increase, but you know, I'm sitting here going, well, actually, I've got a bit of spare time, I'll, I'll start busting out some of these, so I've still got this deep desire to give back, and uh, last week, Phil and I, my business partner, we we brought three um, Mac, or not MacBooks, but the Chromebooks, I think is what they're called, and fired them off down to a school in the Waikato, and um, basically have allowed three sets of kids or three kids to be able to take home a, a Chromebook so that they can do their learning because their families can't necessarily afford to provide those. And it's it's the stuff like that that you get to do that I think you're driven to do things like that because you remember what it was like back at um, high school or school and thinking like, oh, wow, okay, um, that person's got that laptop or that person's buying their lunch every day. Like, what what's going on here? And you start to kind of wonder what what else is possible or are you different or, um, you know, what's... What what else is uh, is going on for for these people, and how do some people have flasher things than others? And you start to get a bit more alert to the fact that everybody's at different scales of wealth and health and happiness and fulfilment and all these things. Uh, but each of us are on our own journey to figure out how to find and maximise or find fulfilment across all of those things. So I don't think someone's better than the other because they can afford to buy their kids lunch every week or whatever. But I think as you're growing up, you start to notice those things. And I had uh, a mate reach out to me, and he was like, "Bro, I, um, you know, I was similar when we were growing up. We didn't have much, and it was always kind of hand-me-downs and things like that." Um, but I think for some people, they they get this real sense of hunger from that to to do a lot more. And I think that that's where my hunger has has partly come from. So. I think I, you know, even my dad said to me one time, he was like, mate, you, you know, growing up, you're, you're always going to take care of your mum and make sure you paid for a house for her and all these things. And I'll be going, okay, mate, just fucking get through school first day and then we'll, you know, you got to get a job and then we can start worrying about that. But I was obviously picking up on uh, maybe mum not having as much as what I'd like to her to have had. And then it's encouraged me to want to uh, push harder and achieve more and see if I can help in different areas. And, you know, as I've gotten older and a bit wiser, I realise that, well, actually, mum probably does have all the things that she needs to keep her happy, and I don't necessarily need to do that, but just because I don't need to do that doesn't mean that I'm not wired to then go, well, who else can I help? And can I give a stranger a voucher, or can we shout a couple of uh, Chromebooks to give someone an opportunity that might not have an opportunity? Because you start to get a little bit wired that way, and you want to. So... I think, you know, if you look at a lot of successful people and they come from a place of adversity or struggle or nothing or less than others when they're growing up and something obviously happens in that time that some people grab that and they go, you know what, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow up and I, or I'm going to build a life where that's not what happens. And that's all, all good and well, but... Um, I guess what, what the challenge that I can already see for me is that I'm probably going to end up having children at some stage and 
be doing quite well or doing a lot better than, than others in terms of income and things like that. And I'm not ashamed of that, but I'm like, how am I going to teach these young whippersnappers that hard work, dedication, and these things are important? Well, maybe they won't be to them. So I haven't got to that stage of my life yet, but that's already confusing me because I'm going to be one of those sour old dudes that's probably just going to you know, make my kids go through adversity so that I can be like, see, you know, I was trying to teach you a good lesson. Um, but then they might end up resenting me, being like, fuck is wrong with you, mate. Keep banging on about your share account, but you won't bloody give us 100 bucks to buy some bloody dollar mixtures because that's what a dollar mixture will cost by then, probably 100 bucks uh, with the way inflation's going. So I hope you can understand what I'm saying there. I'm like, I can already see where you can basically get yourself out of the way you used to think, um, but then you almost want to force other people to go through it. But but then what's the point of achieving so much? Because you're sort of doing it so that the next generation or those around you don't need to, um, but then you don't want to teach them that things just happen for free and, and that sort of thing. So that's going to be a confusing dynamic to work through uh, for me, but I'm looking forward to, to figuring that out and, and figuring out how to be uh, a good parent when that comes. Um, but, you know, going back to the topic as such, you know, growing up without much, I'm, be, I'm sure there'll be a lot of you who can relate to this, and there'll be some of you who can't relate to it, but I, I don't think one person is, is better than the other. I think we're just shaped by our nurturing and our, and our environment very early on, and what we see going on, and then that determines a lot of the way we end up acting um, later on, you know. So I think for each of us, we need to maybe look at what lessons or what things might have been shaping the way that we now think from the way we were growing up, and whether those things are are good for us anymore or whether they're not. Now, where my life is, is very different to my upbringing is that say we were going to go away for uh, um, a weekend, you know, we might get five bucks, I think it was, to sort of pick something from the supermarket to take away for us with us on the weekend. And back in those days, it was probably a, a bag of Pascal lollies and maybe a chocolate bar because kids are addicted to sugar, aren't we? Well, humans, aren't we? So, you know, that, that might sort of be it. And, and it was very, like, rationed and limited, but... Um, then, you know, now I'll often, or, and, and would have, um, what, what I'd, sorry, the point of message is I would have, uh, I would wait until the New World Discount coupon, and some of you won't even know what I'm talking about, they, they used to have these books that I used to deliver when I was a paperboy, or junk mail deliverer, um, I was the worst of the bunch, I wasn't even deliver papers, and you'd get a coupon book from New World, and you'd pull out the coupon, and you'd take that to the New World, and be like, great, I'm getting 80 cents off my Pascal bloody, fruit burst this week or something, give me the peach ones and throw out the orange ones. And, you know, that that was that kind of scarcity type mindset that was starting to get to drummed into you. And that's great for, um, you know, learning to be frugal and to live within your means. But eventually when you start doing quite well, you don't you don't need those lessons anymore because you can enjoy your hard work and that's a transition I've had to go through where I guess I'd call it like scarcity versus abundance where 
I would be shit scared of of money getting spent and what's this going to cost and what's that going to cost. And sometimes I can still feel it when we're doing things in business or when I'm buying things or um, you know when I'm transacting and it's like, well, actually, I've learned that I can. There's there's so much out there, and the world is full of abundance, but it just retake, uh, requires you to take action to go and figure out how to how to tap into that. And and that's not easy, and it takes a long time, but you know, it's sort of a saying: you you can't be a millionaire with a with a fifty thousand dollar mindset. And I, I know what that means. It basically means like if you if you want to get somewhere that's down the track from where your limited thinking is. So, say you think, well, fifty to a hundred thousand dollars is just an unbelievable amount of money. Well, there's a high chance that if you if you continue to hold on to that belief, you're not going to be able to outgrow it because your beliefs will end up determining the actions you take. And what I noticed too is that as I started doing better, I didn't have the mindset or the understanding that you know some people are making a million dollars, $10 million, $100 million, a billion dollars or whatever. I'm like, well, they have had to change their mindset to be able to allow them to do those things. Otherwise, it wouldn't work because you start to self-sabotage your way back. And I think what happens is that you, you start to do better than your mindset and you think, oh, shit, that's, um, that's not good. Why, why have I got this money or why have I got these things I better give them all away or I better do something rash or um, you know you you don't actually understand how to to be that person so that's probably a little bit off topic but um, I think that we have to be careful with the mindsets that we grab when we're younger because often we outgrow them and the person we're trying to become might not be able to have that mindset anymore because it's not good and you know for instance, now I've got a, a Koro membership and at, at, in New Zealand, and I get so much value out of that because it allows me to continue to work, at things are easier, and it just a list of things. But when I was growing up, I thought that's just for rich people, that's just for for assholes, that's like the the elite people. And I'm rolling around in there in like shorts and a t-shirt and stuff. I'm still just me, but I've been able to achieve that. But I, I was wrong. Like I didn't realize that that those are just normal people in there that they pay for it because they see value in it and if they didn't see value in it they wouldn't pay for it but you know growing up where we weren't traveling that way I didn't then think you know I I thought that that was um you know for people not like me and I've had to let that go to actually allow myself to do that so you know think about the things that that you've might have adopted um as a as a child and when you're growing up and and think about how you may need to let go of some of those things or whether they're they're no no good for you anymore they're they're lessons that don't actually serve you that well and you know I I make it almost sound like you know I had a pretty deprived upbringing which definitely isn't true I've been overseas to Fiji and Australia and the Gold Coast and the theme parks and I've uh, even done a trip to see my um, family my dad and his wife in the UK and Nana took us halfway around the world. We were only six. Well, I was only six and, you know, I've done things that people will never do in their life. So it's not like I I grew up with nothing, but I think all of us, we'll always grow up with less than somebody. So, you know, don't compare yourself to other people now that you've grown up and you're an adult. When you're a kid, it's hard to know that because you you don't know that yet. You don't realise how dangerous comparison is. So, Leave that shit behind eventually and accept that however you grew up, that was fucking perfect for 
you know, a time and you've got to own it and it doesn't matter. And if you look back and go, oh, well, if only I grew up like this, my life would be different. How's that going to fix anything? How's that going to serve you? How's that actually going to help? It's not. So, you know, get rid of this comparison shit to other people because it doesn't matter. And we're all getting taught to compare ourselves via social media and things, but those things aren't healthy either. And, you know, compare yourself from now and yesterday to who you want to be today and tomorrow and try and be a better person each day and outgrow that shadow of yourself from your current life up until this date and try and just, you know, con- consistently outrun it and, and keep going past it and, and bettering it, whether that's in your physical state and your mental state and in your finances and your health and in your career and all those things. It's like chasing um, your, your personal best, right? And you're trying to run past your personal best. And you can think about it as when you're running, say there was a ghost or like a shadow of you running next to you, which is your personal best. And you can kind of see like, is it behind me? Is it in front of me? And you only you're going to know that. But you know, we're all trying to get like, better in some way, shape or form across these different types of pillars. And that requires us to put in the work to actually become a better person. And it's not going to it's not going to happen by comparing ourselves to people that have got a million fucking Instagram followers or a Ferrari on their Insta or whatever and going like, oh, well, like if only I had their upbringing, I'd be like that too or whatever. That What's that got to do with you, you know? So as much as um, I can share with you my upbringing, you know, it's it's mine and it's something to own and I'm very happy with it. I'm very proud of it. I've been very, very lucky and I just think there are answers in there in my upbringing for me and I don't resent my mum, my dad, nobody. It's just how it is and I've owned it and now that I'm at peace with it as such, then I can use some of these things to my advantage. So for some reason, probably through seeing the struggle as a, as a younger person, I'm excessively fucking hungry um, and, and that's fun for me and I enjoy it and I've come into work on a Saturday, and some people would think that's crazy, but for me, I, it's not really work because I really want to be in here, and I was really excited to come here and start getting this process underway because I've got 30 of these to do, and this is only number one. So, you know, don't, uh, yeah, don't think that, that work is bad uh, for all people, and if you, if you like it, then hey, you know, that's, that's okay as well. Now, what things can you spot from your upbringing that are good for you and still good for you and you'd like to reteach those lessons down to other people or what things do your, from your upbringing are no good for you and you know that you need to let them go and you wouldn't want to pass them on and you know what, what things if you, were to, uh, yeah, if you were to have children or some of you do, you know, what, what would you want to do differently for your children but think about why. And and whether those things are going to serve your children uh, well too. And I don't have children, so I don't want to get too deep into that because it's not that's not for me. Uh, obviously, we've got to go through those lessons, and I'm sure I'll have my ups and downs with that. But you know, final questions: Are, are you happy with your upbringing? And if not, or what work do you need to do to come to peace with it and actually accept that? Fuck, you're probably not going to be able to change it. So. If you're holding on to some shit, you need to figure out how to maybe go and talk it out or um, just accept that 
it is what it is. And the sooner you get on with it, the sooner you can grow for it. Right, that has been discussion or lesson number one from these money lessons. So 30 lessons from my life. Not much of a lesson in that one specifically, but I guess there is in, in that you know our upbringings will shape some of the ways that we'll then go through life and, and where our drive comes from and our ambition and the things that we want to do and the way we might look at the world. And it's all good every now and then to stop and look back and go, actually, what was driving that thinking and, and is, it, is it appropriate for me and where I'm going and for the person that I want to be? So uh, hopefully you took something out of that. As I always say, I'm sure you will have 50 Cent in the club. Go shorty, it's your birthday. Not yet, not until the end of March, but March, my birthday month. Thought I'd do something a little bit different for you. One lesson every single day. Get these into your ears. I'll try and keep them to like 15 minutes, but I just wanted to give you some context of the, the setup uh, of these podcasts. So next one, I'll just rip straight into it and we'll get into a lesson. We've got a, I've got a shitload of content, well, shitload of topics sitting in front of me that I've got to turn into content for you and give you something to learn about. There's going to be some some ugly stuff in there. So enjoy and, and avoid some of the pitfalls that I've gone through and maybe grab onto some of the lessons that have really looked after me. See you in the second episode.